Speeding, that's what they say. What? Like in on a like on a movie set they're like speeding. Sounds never... speeding. Oh really? Yeah. I've only heard rolling. Well they say rolling. Rolling, rolling I think technically is well no, they say they say camera speed. It's, it's like um well I guess because there's no actual like rolling involved anymore, but then again, like I don't Ooh. know what What? No, that's just a tr- like that's reality, and it's like sad. I I still imagine film with like those two big old. Yeah, but like things. not anymore. I mean, and there's I, a sometimes. person that cranks it. Yeah, <laughs> and then if they go too fast, everyone uh, everyone looks silly. <laughs> Wouldn't you love if that was like your eight year old boy job that mm-hmm. you had was like you were the cranker. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I I just assume like all kids worked then, but like I could totally see you doing that oh you like, mean really me well. specifically no very specifically you eight-year-old jason kasman 19 1930s 40s hollywood when i was eight yeah yeah <laughs> when you're eight and and uh your family needed you to work and someone took you under their little wing at like columbia pictures mm-hmm. and you like learned to crank it i don't know and of course like you know my family <laughs> at home all had tuberculosis and <laughs> You know, we use the oven dip for heat, and but I was supporting them one one frame at a time. I got paid by the frame, um, yeah. so I had incentive to crank fast. Sure, sure, sure. It was tough and back uh, then. you were able to sell your your photos with all of the famous uh, dames and gents of of the silver screen. All the dames and gents. Of course, I didn't make enough money, so we had to sell off my younger brother. But uh, you know, times were sure. tough. No, dude, the then. depression was so real, mm-hmm. and like, and we didn't have Zoloft. No, <laughs> <laughs> that might have been our most successful bit I've ever done with you. Yeah, I was actually gonna. I wanted to ask you: Do you have like, do you have like a moment in your improv career, like in general, that like you think back to a lot as like a moment you were proud of? Like where like it felt like improv happy magic. Yeah, either that or like that, like you had done something nicely or like something worked well for you. Um, so yeah, I have a couple. I I remember the first time I ever got the feeling, and (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds like so weird. Um, you'll know when you get it. No, you do know when you get it because you're like, oh, I I wasn't there for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just like two roommates fixing up a shower, but I felt really good about it. But. In one of my graduation type shows, um, this girl and I were we were reading a letter from our like sister who was like missing or lost, and on the other side of the stage, this chick entered and started like writing more to the letter, which kind of didn't make sense. But then at the same exact time, we both went, <gasps> like words were appearing on this like piece of paper as she, as this girl was writing it, and it was so cool because it was like. A, hella supportive, and B, we, like, thought of it at the exact same That's time. That's fun. And it was, like, improv magic. Yeah. That's fun when that happens. Yeah. Have you had Have you had the feeling lately? Well, no. you're in class. A, what? You're in class. I'm in class. I'm in, I'm in 101, which really, like, fuck everyone for making it. You always start at 101. But, um, 
it's actually yeah. going, it's so it's going well and i like the people and i like the class but no it was i was just thinking so like one of my like go-to um suggestions whenever i like is robot factory uh oh i just think it's a fun one and the reason is because <laughs> i was once it, when, when at second city uh i uh was in a thing in one of those like workshops we did so it's like with people who we didn't normally improvise with um and we were doing like a four person scene and uh like it was set like it had to be four people and someone gave robot factory and so everyone started working on robots and then i stood still in the corner <laughs> as a robot um and nobody noticed that i had taken a pose of a robot but um i didn't quit like i just stuck to it um and i just stood still for a really long time and then like off in the corner i heard someone go oh my god he's a robot yeah. uh, and i was just really proud that like i had like chosen like what you know i made a choice and i like stuck to it um but then i stood there for like a really long time and whoever the other three people like didn't notice it so eventually like i i was like Oh, like I was hiding in that robot and you guys didn't notice or something. Because I was like, I can't just stand here for the entire fucking scene. But um, but yes, you can. Because yes, that's, can. that's called what? Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. I know. <laughs> I know it. My, my, whole, my whole 22 years has been one long commit to the bit. <laughs> that feels accurate, though. <laughs> I, I could believe that, like, two-year-old Jason was, like, cynical enough even then to be like, I'm going to pull one over on the whole world. <laughs> yeah, and just live live my life as just one, one huge in-joke, inside joke. And that is why you are the amazing Randy. <laughs> um, where did I just see him? Oh, I was watching um, a YouTube like, video, and he was, uh, he was just, like, casually in it, like... Like casually, like casually in the background, or like yeah, casually yeah, yeah, doing yeah. something. Um, it was a Penn and Teller video, and they were performing some magic trick. And literally, like they cut to the audience clapping, and one of the people in the audience was the amazing Randy. And then they just cut back. Like it was, like if you didn't know who he was, you wouldn't have noticed. Do they label him or nope. no? Nope. It was just like you know, wow. you're watching like a stand up or something, and they like cut to the audience laughter, and then they cut right back. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Wow, only like seven people yeah. maybe recognized him. I scrolled that's down so to funny. the comments to see if other people had noticed and they had, but um Oh, that's special. It was cool. It was fun. Well, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite little old people. Oh, he's a wonderful little old people. That's one of my favorites for sure that we've watched. Mm. You know who else is a great little old person? Did you not see that? I really tried to lay that one out. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just going for the ride. Man, that's okay. You you yes anded a little bit, but you just weren't listening. No active no, listening on the on no, YouTube. No, I want I wanted you to take it. I'll take it. Um speaking of little old people. I think Segway shouldn't start with speaking of. <laughs> well, I think this one was going super well until you like decided to crash and burn your own like <laughs> Really, like, well laid out segue. Man, I'm so, so sorry. We'll edit it. So um, th- no, we won't, though. <laughs> <laughs> and That's edited. what I love about All us. Right. Um, um, we do not edit. Yeah, edit it already. Um, this week, we talked about, uh, we watched a documentary called Queen Mimi. You suggested we watch it. My um, mom, su- I would like to shout out to my mom. She suggested we watch this. Now, is this something, I'm from the East Coast. Um, did this movie have like a 
West Coast vibe going on to it? Like, did you recognize things and places? And, like, is Queen Mimi someone that you guys all talk about at, at the Soda Fountain? Yeah, no. Uh, usually when all of the butlers are cleaning the mansions, the rest of us all congregate together. Right, and right. we just discuss, you know, we just shoot the shit. You just um, you just all take the PCH to the 405. <laughs> you all stand in a little circle right in front of the Chinese theater and you talk about Queen Mimi. Oh, yeah. No, I go to the Chinese theater every, at least once a day when I'm home. Like, sure. I mean, you want to see the handprints and stuff. Of course. Um, so, right after you go to your taping of Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, it's just another day. Um, so... Yeah, like I've I've definitely been around Santa Monica, so it looked familiar. Um, I don't know that I've been there specifically, but yeah, I'm sure I've driven around there before. Mm-hmm. It's very, I mean, Santa Monica is like it's high end. It's very clean. There's a lot of trees. Everybody exercises. Oh my god, everybody exercises. Um, and the beach is nearby. Okay, but it's like that's it's all, a nice place. That's that. It's very nice. Yeah. It would be you would be doing well in life if you like lived in Santa Monica. Is it then? Here's an ignorant question: Is it surprising then to have a homeless person living in Santa Monica? Not necessarily, just because like you're also near the beach, hmm. and the beach just kind of you get you get some people wash up on shore. <laughs> yeah, now and again. Um, so yeah, so this takes place in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> This takes place in Texas. Um, so basically, um, Mimi is this old woman who kind of just took up residence at this uh, laundromat, basically. Uh, she just would kind of hang out there throughout the day. Um, she didn't really work there, and then she kind of did work there, and it turns out she was homeless. <laughs> she probably, you know, she read like um, a novelty coaster or something that said like, you know, home is where the heart is, and she yeah. she <laughs> she it. just lived it to the fullest. She committed yeah. to that bit. Um, and now she, and she uh, lived for like twenty some odd years um, in this laundromat, which I love the idea that you could just like pick a spot. Right. Like I mean, I wouldn't choose a laundromat necessarily, but it's a nice it's nice to think that like you could just you know everything's pretty clean. Your clothes are clean all the time. Yeah. And as a homeless person, like, that's a big thing is, like, having clean clothes. And being warm. So I imagine mm-hmm. you sit next to the dryers. Um, yeah. I mean, her personality is obviously, like, what stands out about her that, like, got her to... Because this is not, like, a classic homeless tale by no. any means. You know what I mean? Um because this was seriously, like, a place of business. So, like, customers and friends became kind of interchangeable to her. But she was just... I don't know. She's a hoot. Like, she's so cute, right? Like, yeah, no, she I is. I would totally talk to her. She is. And she's, like, definitely, like, a character in the greatest sense. You know, she... Um, she's got spunk. Maybe that's the word. Oh, she's got spunk for sure tenacity yeah a lot of stick to yeah <laughs> that's a great word that's gonna be in the dictionary by 2019 if we still have dictionaries um oh anyway <laughs> uh it's 
here's something. Okay. I would like to say. So yeah. one of the things about uh, Mimi, which makes her different, makes her interesting, is that she picks up uh, celebrity friends along the way. Uh, two big ones being Zach Galifianakis and Renee Zellweger, um, which is cool. I like that. I, that was I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. Um, that was fun. That was different. Okay. Uh, here's my gripe. Here's where I. Here's my. Here's my two cents. Okay. Zach Galifianakis. The friends her, right? He takes her to red carpet movie premieres. He uh, gets her a cell phone plan, eventually gets her an apartment. Renee Zellweger, on the other hand, did not uh, even care to show up in this documentary and bought, was... bought her some furniture. But in the news article, both of them, both Zach Galifianakis and Renee Zellweger, get labeled as guardian angels. And that's crap to me. That's you awesome. feel like you feel like Zach should get more credit. I think that okay, if nothing else, he's got a monthly phone bill to to contest with. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's got commitment. Yeah. I feel it. I hear what you're saying, but also he didn't even show up in the documentary. No, what I would have liked to have about? heard. I really would have liked to have heard her uh, story with it because it sounds like he knew her before he was anybody. Who's Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, because I imagine yeah. that's how they met at the laundromat. Like, I don't think at this stage of the game he like d- goes and does that. No, I don't think so. His butler does. You know, his exactly. While we all, the rest of us all congregate. Right. Um. So, so I think that's cute. Like to me, that's a that's a nice story for him because it was like he had his own little humble beginnings around her, mm-hmm. and then was able to like take care of her. I. Uh, I, it's weird. I initially did not like him when he first, like, hit the scene. And I've, like, learned to love him more through stuff. But watching him in this is, like, I don't know. You see just his total, like, real personality. And he's so sweet. But yeah. so, like, fun about it. You know, he was, like, she wanted this really expensive apartment. And I was, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he, like, he's still a fun guy. But uh, I don't know. I, I gained respect for him, I, I would say. Yeah. Because, like, even, there's, like, so like there's a homeless guy who, I guess, not on my route anymore, but used to always be in the same spot on my morning route. And I was always really, like, um, I would always notice there were certain people who would always, like, stop and talk to him and, like, be like, hey, hey, how's it going, you know, and, like, give him money and stuff. But it's, like, yeah. uh, it's all, but he still is always there, you know what I mean? It's a whole nother yeah. thing to get someone an apartment um, and to, like, yeah. incorporate someone into your activities kind of thing. Yeah. But that's fun, though. Part of, part of her charm. But there is no... But back to how much Renee Zellweger sucks. There's, yeah. There's no one in my life... No one. There is no one in my life that I consider my friend, that I call my friend, who if a documentarian came knocking on the door, would I be like, yeah, sorry, I'm too busy to be in their documentary. Anyone who I call a friend, I'm going to be in their documentary. Do you... Well, you laugh, but like... <laughs> I'm, like, dead serious. I don't know. Maybe she was busy. I feel like that's such Mm-mm. a detail. Mm-mm. That's such a detail. That's a huge detail. It's a detail. Oh, my gosh. If you... If I, if they make a documentary about my life, you know, after I live in a laundromat for 20 years, I swear to God, you better not send your, your assistant to talk <laughs> for you. I'm going to send you a lovely basket of muffins. Stop. And say... Congrats with a Z. (laughs) 
Jeremy. <laughs> no. um, my boss today called me Jack, and I did, <laughs> I did not correct him. You could pull off being a Jack. Sure, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Um, Just, yeah, it's fun. I think... Um, all right, well, celebrities are all selfish bastards, except for Zach Galifianakis, but especially Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that's... I can... I If that's your opinion, I'm happy to get on board <laughs> with that. Okay, wow. Um, uh, unsung hero... Who's, who's, who's your unsung hero of this film? Zach Galifianakis, Renee Zellweger off the table. Like, who... Uh, who you like in this? I like the laundromat guy. I think that's my answer, too. Because it is, you don't have to let someone stay there. Uh, it's kind of illegal, because it's a commercial building, not Definitely. a residence. Uh, she had keys. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think you need to uh, really go out on a limb and give someone a chance if they get to that level. Um, so no, I think there's like a huge level of compassion from the owner that, uh, helps her out a lot. Right. Well, and it's like, you know, I, there's most people's response would be to call the police. You know what I mean? Like if someone starts staying over at your place, um, would be like, Hey, you can't, you can't stay here. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe, you know usually the usual compassionate move might be like hey like maybe i can get you some help like maybe i can point you in the direction of people who can help you but he was just like nope here are the keys you know make yourself at home um at the same time though he like made it like you know she slept in a chair for 25 years wow you're like shitting on charity so well no 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 no. i'm just like he should have like he should have bought her a cot I don't know. There's something about, like, that whole idea that when you're, you know, you should, what's the word, what, what, what am I say? Like, you're not supposed to give people money, you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to, like, help them get to um, a better spot. Like, you're supposed to. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Like, he knew she was sleeping on a chair for 25 years. Like, he knows that's maybe not she, good. Maybe she was stubborn. Well, clearly she was stubborn. Yeah. And soups hunchback, but I assume that's from the chair. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, she was cute. Um, but it was also really sweet. I don't know. I really liked watching so many people kind of like reach out to this woman. Like, especially right now, it's nice to see those acts of like kindness because there were also people that were just like customers of hers. Yeah. And like she did again, she didn't work there. So they would just like pay her extra to like fold clothes or whatever, or just do it. Um, but they all took her in. They all like socialized with her, like took her out. And I thought that was really cute and really nice. I think even the guy who makes the documentary, right? Like he was a barista. He just like met her. And at one point, like i forget exactly the line i guess it is but like you know he definitely says at one point that he loves mimi and she says she loves him and it's like they have created this like real relationship Um, yeah which is yeah i think you're right i think that's nice especially it's like it's like yesterday i was on the train with Teresa and and our friend shuby and we were ordering pizza right like on the train um right and we were talking back and forth about like what kind of pizza we wanted, like, what, uh... And then this lady who was, like, in between us, kind of, 
like chimed in. It was like, oh, where are you ordering pizza from? And like that took me off. That that threw me off so much. I was like, who are you? You are a stranger. Like, why are you talking to us about pizza? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get, get your own friends. Um, <laughs> and and like that's so sad that I that like that's the world I'm used to living in, where like you don't talk to other people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Hashtag not- millennials. Hmm. Mm. It's all of us. It's our whole generation. Um, I really in- enjoyed the uh, the documentary maker at the beginning when he was like, "I moved to, Bel- to <laughs> I moved to L.A. to be an actor, and now I'm making this documentary." Like, yeah. he's totally a waitress, or he yeah, barista on the side, like. But he's I'm, doing it. But he's it's doing awesome it. But he that made it, something, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, he made something of it. He did something. And again, almost five entire stars on the Netflix. So, like, he, he I'd say he did really well for being part of, you know, the ho- the Hollywood. <laughs> for being part of the, the machine. <laughs> the Hollywood. Yeah. Um, hold on just a second here. This is This is important to me. Are you googling some information? I am, and I'll. I can. This will all be. I can edit all of this, this out. Yeah. Oh, um, no, you're great at editing all of this. Kind of oh, stuff everything. Out. Everything gets edited. Yeah. Uh, so you say this movie has five stars, which I believe you. Um, Adam Sandler's last Netflix original has four stars on Netflix. Oh. But uh, the Ridiculous Six has one star, so it's okay. Um, here's the thing I would like to 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 ask. It's the inevitable question, I think. Is this is does this cross a line, exploitation wise, for you or or in general? You know what I mean. I think that's yeah. That's the question. That's the question okay. I think. E- exploit her? Yeah, as like a homeless woman who clearly wa- ha- went through a lot of troubles. Um, are we getting into the end? Is that what you're talking about? No, not necessarily the end, but just like, I don't know, like when you're dealing with a disadvantaged person like that, like using them in the movie. I don't want to use the word prop because I think that uh, that answers the question too much. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like anytime you have a movie about someone disadvantaged like that, you have to ask, like, is this exploitation? For me... Yeah. Oh, no. You can go. I mean, for me, I think not. And I was yeah. worried about it. No, I... Honestly, it it didn't cross my mind as being that. Because... I don't know. Like, he was taking her to movie premieres. And, like... Yeah. She enjoys, like, the glamour of Hollywood. And she enjoys, like, dressing up. And, like, looking cute. And, like... She likes talking about guys and checking guys out. Like, she, you know, she likes all of that shit. So, to me, I feel like she was probably very excited at the thought of, like, you know, I live around all this stuff that I don't even, like, have. Like, there's no reason for her to be there. And then someone wants to make a movie about her. Like, that's kind of maybe cool. No, I think so. No, I I think so. I mean, I just, like, I get, uh... Like, I was definitely nervous going into it that it was going to cross that line, kind of, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Ooh, ooh, wait. Here's a detail. Here's a detail I'd like to throw out. So they, Say it. they interview her daughter. Right? Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. 
very explicit, not going to show your face. Right? Is there, a, is there a picture? Of her face? Yeah. Well, they're like, we're not going to show your face. We're not going to show your face. And then they literally cut to, like, a full view of the whole side of her face. You can see it all. Yeah, but they never showed a... F- y- y- you would not recognize her. I think if you knew her, you, you would. I don't know. If I was her, yeah. I'd be pissed. I'm I, sure I she had to sign... I'm sure she had to sign something. Oh, I know she did. Um... I kind of if we're if we're gonna go like kind of deep. Oh yeah. Here's here's my thought. So one thing about Mimi, take it or leave it. Her philosophy about life was yesterday was yesterday, and I'm in today. And by the end of the movie, you find out she's been through quite a lot in her life. Um, she was married for a time. And I don't think it was a good marriage. She had two children we didn't know about till the very end. Uh, one of them passed away. So, like, a lot of intense stuff happened to this woman. And yeah. she chooses to live a life in which she doesn't think about any of that and completely lives that day. Yeah. What did you think about that? Um, I think re- refreshingly positive, I think, is one way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think she would look at, like, millennial anxieties and and laugh at it. Like, what are you... Totally. Like, what are you anxious about kind of a thing? Yeah. Um, and definitely, I think there's something about... It's, I, I wouldn't have said that. I think that's interesting that that's how you characterize her. Um, her. I, I think you're right. That it's like that she's got this very, like, now-ist, like, worldview. But also, like, I thought... It was also sort of uh, like, I don't like this, it's cliche, but like live your life to the fullest thing, you know, like be happy yeah. with what you got kind of a thing. Um, she, like she doesn't consider herself homeless. Um, and like right. she, even when she didn't have the apartment and like she uh, is so like unwaveringly positive. Um which was nice and it was fun. She's someone yeah. who I would like love to um, talk to for five minutes, and I can get why everyone loves her so much. Yeah. No, she's a doll. <laughs> she's a doll, like hands down. What did you say? I like the way you put it. You said she she lived she pays attention to now. How, how did you say it? I don't know. How, we'll have to listen back. But I feel like I said you said it right. Thank you. I I said something how like she doesn't live in the past at all. Like yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday was Today's, yesterday. That's what you today said. Today is yeah. Because I don't know. For me, I don't know. Maybe it's just like an artistic thing. But like I contemplate a lot about things that have happened. Mm-hmm. I like think about how I felt about them then and how I think about them now. I don't know. I I my past experiences are a huge part of who I am. Yeah. And how I move forward. And I don't think it, like, holds me back by any means. But, like, she takes the exact opposite approach to life in that, like, whatever's yesterday news is, like, it's done over, doesn't affect me, today's brand new. Well, I definitely think and for her it's, like, a it's a coping mechanism to a certain extent, right? Because, like... Oh, it's gotta be. The things she's gone through is, like, so traumatic and horrible that, like, it's much easier to pretend... Or not to pretend, but, like, to focus on today rather than focus on all that yeah negativity 
but um i think that's I, I think kind of like so now i'm thinking like old people i've met like there's two kinds right there's the kind who like comp- i don't wanna, like want to use the word complain but you know complains about being old you know complains about oh things used to be so much better or oh you know like this yeah. is where i came from all that stuff and then there's the kind that like doesn't like pretends like they aren't old and you know like yeah i can do yeah. i can do everything i've always been able to do i'm great at this i'm great at that you know um and it's like you can't walk grandma like it's like stop you know you're, you're gonna fall down like no i don't need a cane like i'm yeah. spry as can be you know you falls. know what you know what literally the dividing line is people who say they're 80 years old or 80 years young that's 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 the two type of people in this it. world and i can say <laughs> I, I am i am 22 and i can say for 100 percent certainty when i'm 80 years old i will be 80 years old same same <laughs> I, I will not be 80s, 80 years young I think I'll say I'm 80 years young and then roll my eyes and pretend to vomit. I, like, it's <laughs> more likely my... Oh, then you, do it. You'll, like, actually vomit. And, and then my teeth will fall exactly. out. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I would like to say now, on the record, I think when I'm 60 years old, I will be saying I'm 80 years young. I think... Yeah. I think that's, that's who I'm going to be. I already, I already feel like I'm, like, 45 and, like, my back hurts and, like, kids oh, yeah. stop yelling so much. Oh no! I ate cheese for dinner last night, and I and I was ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't do that anymore. I'm like Jesus. I feel so old right now. I'm thrown off for the whole week because I had cheese for dinner. Mm. Worth it. Oh my goodness! But anyway, we're we're disgusting. Uh, we're horrible people. I like that though. Yeah. That's the dividing line. People <laughs> who are 80 years old and 80 years young. But didn't she say that at the beginning of the movie? She totally she said did, she was she? something years young. Yeah. And I was I like, man, right. there's, yeah. Man, yeah. I feel like we just answered one of life's, like, big questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We it's, just categorized, old people are one of two things. I mean, for the record, <laughs> I mean, for the record, you just restated the uh, half glass full, half glass empty uh, cliche, <laughs> but I like this way better. This uh, is like when I thought I invented farming all over again. <laughs> It's more specific because um, it is. You might be you might be a half glass full person, but once you reach eighty, like you're an eighty year old uh, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, they don't necessarily go together. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But anyway, I thought uh, I thought like the philosophical, interesting question thought in this movie was just her philosophy on life, and there's. Yeah. <clears throat> pros and cons to it but it works for her and i think it's uh, good on her and like extrapolate a little bit i think it's cool like so you have this director who um you know came to hollywood to be a big 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 movie star in the big pictures um yeah. and um you know maybe this is kind of his like living in the now you know like this is what's in front of me um and i'll i'll do this do this now oh meta thanks thanks bro Meta. All right. Well, if you want to watch the most meta documentary that we've watched so far, watch this one. But, like, you should record it on your iPhone and then watch it. Yeah. On, you know, so you can be watching. So, I don't know. Make it more meta. That's all I'm saying. No. Incept, incept it more. Mm. Absolutely. Incept it more. Well, we'll think about that one. I don't know. Right now, um, I'm, still, I'm still stuck on how much I love 
the idea of being 60 years old but saying that you're 80 years young. <laughs> I just love that. That's a that's Ugh. a that's a character I'll I'll use. I can't I can't wait for us to be at some dumb party when this is like for real. And I'm going to be like what, when about we're this actually, bit when we're actually 60. No, I'm assuming we're going to be hanging out. Oh, but like when we're 60 is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like on a porch somewhere. Oh, no, I'm imagining, like, a 1940s-style party because our latest, like, movie just made uh, a gajillion right, right. and it's a 1940s No, like, we made it. No, like, we made it. It's a 1940s-style party because after President Trump, we're going to have to restart in the 1920s. Exactly. Makes sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm envisioning. Um, that's fun. I'm looking forward to that future. But for right now, I'm living in the present. So fuck the future. Oh yeah. Don't dream. Live today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, so man. many good pieces of life advice Damn. you have given me today. Don't dream. Live today. <laughs> man, that's I'm going gonna, to gonna stitch that on a throw mm-hmm, pillow. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah. I think that's why I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Well, I'm going to listen to it in a couple days. Yeah. Great. Um, cool. I love that. I love that. Queen Queen Mimi. What a fun. What a ride. It was. It was. It was overall uplifting. I kind of thought like when my mom brought it up, I thought it was gonna be one of those stories that would like break my heart and make me like the most. You know what I mean? Just I, like oh. I one hundred and fifty percent expected her to die in the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. I, I yeah. And and for the record, uh, she's still alive. Yeah, and still working. Yeah, at the like for real. Um, but no, totally upli- uplifting. It's it's a nice way to remember that people do acts of kindness randomly, and it's okay, and it's nice to watch. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was a fun watch, and it, only in an hour fifteen, totally fits into your day. Mm-hmm. So you have time so. for it. Uh, which actually. My next week's documentary. Oh yeah. Is even shorter. Whoa. Uh it just won the Academy Award for uh best short form documentary, I think is what okay. is what it's called. Uh, All right. Uh or is is that I forgot what the the category is. It's not it's not too short. Like we can talk about it. Cool. Um it is a Netflix original called The White Helmets. Okay. Uh, and it is about. Um, I'm not 100 certain. Maybe it's about UN rescue teams. It's about rescue teams. Uh, the little tagline: uh, They search for survivors among the wreckage as bombs continue to fall. These ordinary men are extraordinary heroes. Um, just won the Academy Award, and as you know, you can't win an Oscar unless you are the very best in whatever category it is. Um, I. Uh... I did not watch the Oscars, so I didn't know what the fuck happened this morning. Me neither. And like, my, I feel like the internet exploded. Yeah, and it, it was, was like, well, and this fuck up. I was like, what the fuck I, happened? I kept scrolling, and I was like, someone just explained themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, no, was, everyone's status was just, what the fuck happened? Yeah. What happened? Oh, my God. I was like, can't someone please? I know, right? I was like, did someone just like run naked across the stage? Or like, did the stage collapse? Or, yeah. That was, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other documentary. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm looking forward to this. This sounds cool. I've uh, I've added it to my. Oh, I can download it. Mm, that's the greatest thing that's happened for us. 
It has. Thank you, Netflix. Maybe Netflix will sponsor us. Although, whoa, sorry if this is too much of a tangent. We'll edit it out. Um, did you, do you get ads on Netflix? What do you, no? People now are starting to get advertisements on Netflix. I will, what? That's, no. That's what some coworkers were saying. I pay- I don't believe them. I don't know. I'll All right. Well, it. now I'm going to keep an eye out. That makes me. That makes me sad. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, if you would right. like to uh, uh, listen to this Talk podcast to more more regularly, you know what, Emily? Why don't you take this? I need to look up a quote. Oh, I don't know everyone's things. Uh, we are go. at we are at postdoc podcast on Twitter. Jason is at J.C. Kasman on Twitter. I am at E.M. Toby on Twitter. Our music is by our good buddy, Jonathan O'Grady. What the fuck's his Twitter? At Jonathan O'Grady? Yeah. (laughs) All right, and I don't know how to spell Jonathan really well, but it's like I think the normal way that you spell Jonathan and then O'Grady. Yeah, it is. Um, We are at Facebook at Postdoc Podcast. (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing great. Uh, we have Stitcher. We have Podbean. We're on iTunes. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate us. Like us. Love us. Oh, you're going too fast. What else are we on? Slow down. Slow down. What else are we on? Um, I said Stitcher. Right. And I said Podbean. I think That's we have a Tumblr, too. Oh, yeah. We oh, do. we have an email. We have an email. It's at postdocpodcast at gmail.com. There's no ad at the front there. Postdocpodcast at gmail.com. There it is. What did I say? Oh, did I say at? Yeah. Well, not like the at symbol, mm-hmm. but just like, you know, here's where to find us. I've killed a lot of time. Um, okay, this is what it's going to be. This is the last one I found, and it's not the right one. But uh, okay. this is a famous quote from our uh, good friend and star of, of Queen Mimi, Zach Galifianakis. He said, I was watching Carrot Top the other night, and I was stoned out of my mind, and I was laughing my ass off. And then I realized... It was postdoc podcast. Whoa! It was so great of him to give us a shout out. Thank you, Zach G. Zachy G. Okay, and let's stop this shit.